usually open the office for everybody else. I couldn't even get in. I had to take Chris. I couldn't get in my car. I only had one car key. My car key was gone. I couldn't get to work. I had to rely on Chris to take me to work. He'd take me to work. we sit there until somebody decided to show up, which could happen, which could not happen, because often I work by myself in the office. So Chris had to show me how to break into the office, so I learned a new skill. I can break into the office just in case I lose my keys again. But... to his 
that Joseph said, look, when y'all, when I die, and they bury me here, and the Lord gives y'all that land, don't leave me here. Come back and get my bones. Take me to that land that the Lord has given us and bury me there. Because they believed, that allowed them to possess the land. Now, we think, we think things are impossible. The Lord will show us something. Somebody will give you a prophetic word. And you look at it and you're like, that's impossible. That will never happen. I'm not going to believe that. That stops that promise right there. Had Abram said, what is God talking about? I don't have no kids. My wife is 90 years old. She doesn't have no kids. If he didn't believe God, all the way back here in Genesis, he wouldn't have a story in the Bible that would have wiped out Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. There would be no Moses. What would we need Moses for? He was the one that went back and delivered the Israelites. So if you fast forward, Okay, so the first key, the first key is believe. You have to believe what the Lord said. Fast forward a few hundred years to Numbers. And you're going to find the Israelites. Moses has gone. He has, he has, just like the Lord said, the Lord said that uh, somebody will go rescue the Israelites. They'll come out from bondage. They'll come out with many possessions. You know the story. When uh, when Moses got the Israelites and they came out, the Israelites were so glad that they were leaving because of all those plagues that were coming. They started just, here, take all my jewelry. Take all the gold. Take all the silver. Here, just take the money. They gave them all their possessions just to get them out. So they leave out. We, uh, so they leave out, and they walk a few days, and they're right here at Canaan, right here at the land that the Lord had promised them. Numbers 13 says, Numbers 13, 1 and 2, says, The Lord spoke to Moses, Send me to scout out the land of Canaan. I'm going to get to the Israelites. Then if you skip over to Numbers 13, 26, it says, The men went back to Moses. The men went back to Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community in the wilderness of Paran of Kadesh. They brought back a report for them and the whole community, and they showed them the fruit of the land. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it's flowing with milk and honey, and there is some, and here is some of its fruit. However, the people living in the land are strong. Amen. 
about the land they had scouted. <coughs> the, land, the land we pass through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants. All the people we saw in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. To ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers. So we must sing the same to them. The second key that will either stop you from possessing your land or cause you to possess your land is your perspective. You have got to see things the way the Lord sees it. If you're looking at what the Lord is telling you to possess and all you can see is, if you're looking at what the Lord is telling you to possess and all you can see is what you can't do, you're looking to the wrong places. God will never give you something you can achieve in your own strength. He wants to partner with you to do the impossible so that he'll get the credit. How many times has the Lord given us something and we back down immediately because we said there is no way on this earth that I can do that? Because those Israelites gave that negative report because they said, you know what, now God said back in Genesis, God said that land I'm going to give y'all is already inhabited. It's already inhabited. He already told them. They knew what they were facing. But they talked so bad about it. God got so upset about what they said. He said, y'all scattered that land for 40 days. Turn back towards the wilderness. And for every day that you scattered, I'm going to give you one year to wander in the wilderness. On top of that, everybody over the age of 20 years old, you're going to die. You ain't going to get to go and possess that land. Everybody 20 years and older, you will die. So they had to turn around and go and walk in the wilderness for 40 years because their perspective was off. Those are the Nephilims. 
So they go in there and they had to inhabit the land, but the, they had to possess the territory, but the land is already inhabited. The third key, in order to possess your land, you have to fight. How many times? Okay, when I say fight, I'm not talking about go out and buy some gloves and just start <laughs> knocking out people. Although a lot of us would enjoy doing that. I'm not talking about going and lining people up and just walk down and just start slapping people. No. When you fight, you're going to fight in the spirit. There are three people that you have to fight. You have to fight your friends. Those people that were with you when you first told them, you know, God gave me this land and I'm going to inhabit this land. All the Canaan. And God said he's going to give me all the Canaan. They're like, yeah, when you get over in Canaan, we're going to come and visit you. Then they end up walking for 40 years and then your friends start turning on you. They're like, mm. thought you said the Lord gave you Canaan. So they start talking about you. You have to watch those words that other people release over your territory. In Genesis, uh, in Genesis, uh, Abram asked the Lord, how do I know that you're going to give me this land? And he had him sacrifice. He didn't take these birds, cut them over, and do what you do to them, lay them up here. While he was waiting on the Lord to receive the sacrifice, those death birds came down and tried to take the sacrifice. He had to shoo them away. That's the same thing that happens when, when your friends, when you allow friends to release negative words into your life, those are like death birds coming to pick you at your sacrifice. Yeah. I had a friend, every time she saw me, she addressed me, Sharon Jones. What's up, Sharon Jones? Hey, Sharon Jones. And every time she said it, I got frustrated. And I couldn't understand why. She did it for years. Addressed me by Sharon Jones. I've never been a Jones. I've been a Duncan. I'm a Lee. I've been a Schaefer. I've never been a Jones. Don't want to be a Jones. So I asked the Lord. I said, God, every time she calls me Sharon Jones, I get mad. I mean, I literally, I get frustrated. Why? He said, because the person I have for you, his name is not Jones. And every time she releases it, she's picking away at the promise. Because you don't stop her every time she releases those words and picks away at the promise. So the next time she approached me with that Sharon Jones mix, I had a word or two for her. Don't be calling me on Sharon Jones. I didn't know who the Lord ordained me to be. If that's who he ordained you to be, you call it over yourself, over me. I will be sharing late until the Lord says otherwise. So, you have to fight in the spirit against those friends that are releasing those words that eat away at your promise. You have to fight against your own thoughts. When you start doubting your own self, Lord, I know this is what you said, but I just don't see. I just don't see how I'm going to make it there, God. I just don't know how I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Lord, every day is a struggle. When you start saying words that counteract what the Lord said, who you are, or what you're supposed to have, you have to war against that. You have to pray. You have to get in your word. Okay, God, wait a minute. You said I'm the head and not the tail. I'm not going to be defeated. Your word says. So you have to find out who God says you are. And you need to 
people found out the house was empty, everybody started calling. Everybody wanted the house. People were offering dead a lot of money for this house. I'm coming home from church one day. I'm driving. And the Lord said, Jenny, you want that house? I said, yeah, how do you do? My granted, by now, seven years has passed. Seven years has passed since he told me to lay hands on that house. So he said, do you want that house? I said, yeah, God. Mm. 